So it's World Radio Gardening and we're here in Epping Forest today. Um, well, on the edge of it, actually, at a place called Gilwell Park, uh, which is the home of the Scouts. Uh, it's their headquarters, it's an activity centre and a conference centre and hotel as well. Uh, quite a varied uh, site, really. Um, but the head gardener here is Charlie. Hello there. Hello, Owen. Tell us, I mean, th- there's been a lot of work happened on the site over the, the last few months and years. Uh, describe sort of the key things that you've been doing. Um, well, basically, if we start from the beginning, I was a contractor up here. I started up here in 1999 as a contractor, Grand's Maintenance. Um, we were just cutting grass, you know, killing weeds, hedge trimming, cutting the fields. Um, so just keeping it to a level, really. So I started, you know, I, I, love, I, I, I love grass from the beginning, but we were just maintaining it. And then I started doing a few college courses, started getting involved with sort of the ornamental gardening side of it, you know, going to the Royal Parks, the National Trusts. And I just grew a passion. I've always been into plants, but I grew a passion and and sort of seeing it. I was working in Waltham Forest, but actually going out and seeing other places, like ornamental gardens, I just see it and thought, that's what I want to do. You know, council works all well and good, but someone's got to do it. But it was just achieving more. So I was coming back to the park, and then as you, as you start getting more educated and you start seeing more things, you start to see that a lot of these trees that we've taken down, they were just weed trees. And unless you take these trees down, you, you're not able to create, say, for example, we've created a lot of herbaceous boulders. You're not able to establish these boulders without felling trees and it's sort of like you open one door and then another two and then you go through that and then there's another two doors you go through that and there's another four doors so it's sort of like a progression thing with me anyway you have been working hard um and and that that's something that I, that i've noticed around the site uh, coming here regularly that that there has been a, a few trees is that purely just to open up the space or has some of those been been uh, uh, sort of damaged or, or infected in any way no what it is you just get a lot of the pioneer species they blowing off of the wind you've got like ash trees you've got sycamores you've got poplar trees you've got horse chestnut and they sort of, what they do they dominate the site it's all well and good as you go further out into the woodlands and stuff, but basically where you've got like all the main buildings, they've grown up into adulthood. So what they do, they block the light out, they draw all the water from the soil, and they take the nutrients as well, but it's mainly the light and the water that they take. So without filling these trees, you're not able to establish flower borders because they, they, they strip the soil bare. That's why you have to fell the trees, and then you have to stump grind and incorporate loads of topsoil. And there's a lot of maintenance involved once you've established or once you've put the initial planting in. It's, it's involved. People, people don't see it. It, 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 it is involved, but it takes, it takes years to understand this, you know, what, what, what's right and what's wrong, you know. In this instance, there's just 
you want to establish flowers, you you have to take these trees out, especially in and around the main buildings, you know. Mm. And and one of those areas that, that you've taken some of the, the, the trees out um, is, is actually just in front of us here. Yeah. Um, if I just sort of describe, we're in between, you've been able to hear the cars just, just behind us. Um, then the, there's a, an area uh, to... Uh, it's not very, very far, what, four metres, if that, to a little ditchway, which is sort of the drainage I know from from the guttering that's on the buildings and it runs down into a stream and, and off into the forest. And then beyond that, there's an area which used to be quite sort of uh, bushy and, and trees uh, lined with a, an old, very old brick wall, uh, almost that you'd, you'd sort of get in a walled garden. What, what have you tried to create here on, on the other side of this little ditch? Well, again, like I say, there was a lot of weed trees. They've gone... Some people are not weed trees, but in this instance, to create a flower ball, like I say, you need to take these trees out. So you had a lot of trees here. You had a lot of poplar. You had some ash. You had some sycamore. You had some horse chestnut. And then behind them, you had the wall. And over the years, it was just covered in ivy. It's a protected wall, by the way. It was just covered in ivy, so you couldn't see it. You could not see the wall. It was just an area just full of trees. So... One thing led to another. I started taking the ivy off of the wall. And then from certain views through the park, as you drive in and you drive out, you could see the impact that just uncovering the wall from the ivy. It was, like, it was like a hidden gem, really. So then that led to believe... Well, that, 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 it went on from there. It fell a few more trees and you open a little bit more up and it gets more interesting. And then obviously we've come and arrived to this herbaceous ball that's ongoing. It's early days that it's got to establish. It's you know a lot. Of, it's a lot of change here. Now you have been been putting this in earlier earlier this year. What what, what sort of things have you actually planted? Just a lot of a like I say, it's a herbaceous ball. There's a lot of herbaceous in there that come up mainly from sort of end of April, right and through till now into next month, uh, October, November. And there's we've got three trees in there as well we've got a betula which is a birch we've got a weeping cherry and we've got another um, tree called a polonia but the rest are ornamental grasses and a lot of herbaceous perennials that right, say come into flower all different mainly over the summer but they start from spring mainly summer then going into autumn but it, again it's, it's biodiversity it's good for the site yeah you get all the different wildlife coming in, feeding off the pollen and nectar. It, it, it's good. And it, it is, uh, you mentioned, still a, a work in progress. The area this side of, of the little sort of stream ditch part uh, and closest to the road, I can see is, is prepped. What, what's the plan here? Well, we've rotivated this up. 9,000 hyacinth bulbs. They're very scented uh, mix colours, 9,000. We, we, we did 36,000 last year. Um we've done 9,000 this year obviously a lot of the budget's gone on the herbaceous board on the other side of the ditch but it's good because it's another lot of impact as people come up the drive it's roadside to the left and yeah it's we're buzzing though aren't we it's it's another it's another project that's going to get completed it's another piece of the jigsaw it certainly will look impressive as you as you enter the site here, and that's the thing. It's it's not just the campsite here. It it very much is a conference centre, and we have uh, sort of external people coming here on the site, perhaps to use the facilities and the the hotel as well. So it's it's about making a good impression. It is indeed. I mean, it is a campsite, but you know, it can be a more managed campsite where traffic can be managed. 
you know, we're not trying to turn this into some sort of circus up here, far from it, because we're trying to bring in biodiversity here. You know, it's, it's education as well. We run scout groups for um, gardening badges and stuff. It's, it's all education to, to people. You know, eventually, we, we, we want to open up like a training school here so people can come up. I, I, I believe the, the industry is undervalued and certainly people don't understand a lot of the time. I think it's a mower and a strimmer my industry our industry mine and Lewis's horticulture is involved it's a specialist area we can grow a massive diverse range of plants here in the southeast of England why not use this opportunity why let four or five species of these pioneer species come in and just take the site over let's get on let's get control of them and start introducing different species on site and then you bring in other wildlife as well it is uh, certainly a haven for wildlife. Let's take a walk because this is just one area that you've been working very hard on over the last uh, sort of months and years. Uh, th- there is a section that uh, I'd like to uh, look at, which is just in front of sort of the main. Uh, it's known as the White House. That's where the hotel and, and the conference centre rooms predominantly are. Um, a-, a very old building in, in, in itself. Um, so let's take a wander down there and let's have a look at that. You're listening to World Radio Gardening. Well, we've walked along the, the roadway a little bit towards that main White House, and I can see there's another area that, that uh, a lot of work's uh, gone on here. What was in this area, just on the corner, uh, before you've done the work here? Well, again, this is another herbaceous border, but this was done last spring, so mm-hmm. spring 2017. Um, again, for years and years and years, it just looked the same. You had on the corner of it, on the curve, you had that old lavender that had just gone woody, it was still productive, but it was just time for a change. So we took the lavender out, and there was a lot of other shrubberies in there, like Cianofa, Skimia, people that know them. So, yeah, it, it was just it was just green, you know, like plants are, obviously. <laughs> but we'll just get some colour in there. So we just took it away, prepped the area, and, again, it's another herbaceous border in work in progress, you know. We've got a Judas tree in the border that dictates quite a lot of the activity in the boulder it goes dry over the summer and stuff but yeah it's it's another boulder that, that's that's been done last year and then to be honest with you that that there gave the enthusiasm to go on to the next one this is the thing see you go through one door like i was saying and then another two open see that one down there the one the first one we've done that's going to open up another door because Next spring, we're at the back of reception and we're going to do some more flower borders out there. So you've got the wedding people that come here or whoever. They're going to see all this planting at the front, but they're going to walk through the reception and enter a load more interest out there. One, one thing I have noticed that you, you've been sort of introducing in, in, in both areas here is some height. And, and there wasn't really the height in the flowers that were and, and the plants that were there before. No, I mean... There is some tall, late-flowering herbaceous in there. I've got a Rebecca in there. It's been busy doing other projects. It needed tying in, ring-staking, but just didn't get round to it because the weight probably could have been Chelsea-chopped as well to just um, keep the height down. But, yeah, it's past its best. I mean, I, I'm getting embarrassed looking at it, to be honest with you, but that's me. 
<laughs> and 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 the time of year, of course. Well, let's yeah. let's turn our attention then to the lawn because uh, in front of the White House is is a very large sort of old uh, coaching turning circle, really. Um, and uh, and I can see it. I mean, it, it looks like you could play tennis at Wimbledon on there. I mean, the the, the stripes and the grass there. Um, with, with the uh, summer that we've had in in 2018, a very hot summer, lots of people uh, were losing lawns because it was just simply so dry. How have you managed to keep this going? Well, there was a bit of fuss there. Don't get me wrong with people saying we was we was literally bouldering on a hosepipe ban, uh, basically 360 rotating sprinklers. I've just had quotes to get irrigation in because that's a long-term plan. Get everything rigged up to a pop-up system uh, off of uh, conservation water harvesting tanks. Um, but that's another story. So that's another project. I hopefully will get going in the next year or two. But yeah, just just a lot of our work by me and Lewis, basically. Just keep moving the sprinklers. It, we just had a nightmare, Lou, didn't we? <laughs> but you had to do it to keep them green. I know there's people out there. We had comments, Lewis, didn't we? Oh, why have you got the water on? I, I do understand that because of conserving water. But also, I'm here for the commercial part of it, but as well as the charity, to make the grounds look nice. So that's my job to make them look nice you know and it certainly does and 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 i've noticed over just the last week or so you, you, you've actually done some sort of preparation work is that ready for the winter and, and to keep it going over the winter uh, season yeah i mean i got caught out a little bit there was reunion going on and i should have waited to after the reunion because we're showcasing the site rightly so but we i went well me and Lewis went straight in with a holocore machine that takes cores of compacted soil out etc and then, um, well, before that, we scarified. So basically, we just absolutely, it just looked like a ploughed field because it was a lovely lawn before and there was people just pulling their hair out. It was wrong, but it, it, you have to decompact the area and then we top-dressed it. So it's, it's good lawn management. So next year, that'd be even better. But you have to sort of take a step back to move two steps forward. And considering actually that that work was only last week, yeah. I mean it, it has come up good and, and he's yeah. looking really good already. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, does yeah it does bounce back. Grass is grass is tough. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, that will bounce back. But again, I, I'm to me that just looks horrible. But it, it's it's lawn renovation. It, it's it, it had to be done. So it improves drainage, it improves airflow into the root system and water infiltration as well. So. And also, uh, turning further around now on the other side of the road, I noticed the grass on this side. OK, we're under some, some trees here that, that have been here for clearly quite a few years. Um, the, 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 the grass, though, is just, just a slightly different shade in, in one area. What have you done here? Well, this was last year in the autumn. Uh, this was a part of the crocus, the daffodils and the tulip projects. Uh, naturalising them in the lawns around where the main house is. So in this area here is a strip. It's a different shade of grass because it's a different mix of grass because basically it got rotated up and we put 6,000 uh, dark and light uh, red tulips in and then it got seeded after that. So the grass came through and then in the spring the tulips came out of the grass and flowered. But then we had the drought. So the grass didn't respond and the tulips were blocking the light out, exhausted the area of any moisture. So it went bare, but then the grass has just started coming back because of the rain. So how many it's, bulbs it's right. how many bulbs have you, you planted, did you say there? 
uh, in 2016, put ten, it, it, it's not a lot. I mean, you, we could. I mean, I'm looking at getting millions of bulbs up here eventually. Millions of bulbs. It's like 10,000 daffodils in the first year. Second year, we had 26,000 crocus mixed, the big flowering crocus. And then there was 6,000 tulip and another three, I think about another 8,000 different variety of daffodils. And then me and Lewis now this year have done 9,000 hyacinths. But it looks it looks incredible, doesn't it, when the crocus come out? It's like early flowering nectar and pollen sauce. For, uh, so we see loads of honeybees, didn't we? Like February, March, when it's like they need it to breed and stuff. This is what I'm saying. Like You've got to bring these range of flowers in, especially the early flowers, because it's a food source for all of these insects that are going to start breeding in that season. It's, it's, it's vital. And with that many bulbs that you planted, I, I hope there was uh, some help from, from some young people, because I, I have seen some, some scouts helping you out. We've, we've actually done other things. We've done a bit of like bedding planting with um, young scouts and stuff, Lewis, haven't we? Yeah, cubs and beavers. Yeah, cubs and beavers. Um, do you want to speak a little bit about that, Lewis? Oh, Lewis is here, yeah. Come on then. Uh, so, so uh, you know, what, what's gone into to planting these bulbs? Um, well, we also had help from the international volunteers as well because we we have the international volunteer lodge uh, as part of the scouts, and so Charlie had uh, quite a bit of help. Got into quite a bit of trouble for uh, really r- working them to the bone, sort of thing. But um, that's Charlie all over. He puts someone to work. He really puts them to work. But it, it comes out in the wash because the grounds look absolutely gorgeous because of it. And uh, you've been working alongside Charlie, obviously, on, on a lot of this th- throughout the year. Um, you must be quite proud about what, what you've created here. Yeah, I'm really proud. I come in every day. I, I, I'm just absolutely gobsmacked at what we've managed to create. Like that border at the front of, uh, at the, front of the park, as soon as you walk in, it's a brilliant sight to see first thing in the morning. And it's only going to get better over the years. We're only going to push it further. And I cannot wait to see where it goes. Fantastic. What, what's the next big project? Um, basically, we've got to get the hyacinths in, and then we're at the back of reception. There's more trees, felling more trees, opening up the space. We've got... Um, more flower beds, hard landscaping. Yeah. There's loads to come, yeah, absolutely loads. loads. I mean, even like Lewis suggested it at the top of the drive, there's an area just next to the herbaceous boulder, build like a raised bed with some small bedding plants or some alpines saying welcome to Gilwell Park. I mean, why not? The, the, the ideas are endless. It, we're, we're not, for me, we're not here to, to struggle with ideas. Just let, let them come out freely. That's what we do, Lewis. We yeah, walk exactly. around the gardens. We don't stress, do we, sitting in an office. No, we just out here just chilling, just letting it be, like doing what we love yeah developing the landscape oh, bumps yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can see there's, there's yeah. clearly a passion between you two for for basically what what has been quite a blank canvas uh, and such a large area that you can you can develop uh, and build uh, and improve over the years thank you both for joining us here on world radio garden and we look forward to coming back and seeing more uh, perhaps in the next uh, few months time